Thank you for watching the best barbecue show. I am here at the Leroy and Lewis truck with Sawyer Lewis, the Lewis of Leroy and Lewis. Uh, one of the most integral parts of this business. I mean, she helps with the catering. She handles disgruntled customers at big events. She is making what will soon become a Leroy and Lewis brick and mortar. But until then, she is turning what was just a truck into uh, truly a restaurant. Yeah. How are you doing, Sawyer? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for doing this. It's a, it's a nice 100 degree day here in Austin. We found exactly. a shady spot to set up next to the truck. This is where we belong, here by this truck. I know you spent enough time here. I made <laughs> you come back. It's okay. You know, there was a few, there was a little bit of time right after the lockdown where I felt like Cosmic was the center of the universe because it was one of the places where people really felt comfortable coming out and having some drinks and being with friends Yeah. because they can social distance safely. And there, I would always see, you know, a lovely group of people out pretty much every night. So it is my home away from home and I don't mind being here. So I'm, I'm glad. Thanks for, thanks for coming out to my home. <laughs> well, you know, I like to spend a lot of time here. I was just here for heat week a couple of weeks ago. So fun. Love heat week. Yeah. One of my favorite, I love spicy food. So it's one of my favorite weeks of the year for many need, reasons. We need to do like a, uh, there needs to be like another like a special or something else, like just some wings every once in a while that just like yeah. the wing challenge or something. I had to sign something and, you know, like the yeah. stuff was hot, but I don't know if I yeah. needed to sign something this time. Well, the mac and cheese was definitely hot. The mac and cheese, yeah, the mac if you and ate cheese it was one like, time, it was fine, but I had it multiple times that week. And by the end of the week, I was like, okay, you it, your it body's up on you too. Now. Yeah. And also it was mac and cheese. So your mind is telling you there's no way that this cheese is going to be spicy. And yet it was probably the hottest thing of the week. Yeah. And, and it's it's like this. You get this initial relief from the heat because it's cheese and mm -hmm. it's carbs. And then all of a sudden the heat just comes back again. So you're kind of just constantly taking bites. It was it was so good. I told Evan that it was one of my favorite things that we've ever done on the truck. And obviously he wasn't he was like, Sawyer, for, stop. <laughs> I knew that that wasn't going to go over well. Because, I mean, it is mac and cheese. It's spicy mac and cheese. And we do a lot of other really, really incredible things. So <laughs> I, I I knew I was walking into dangerous ter territory there. But Well, I mean, you're, you are a, a full, like, your focus is front of house. Your focus is hospitality. So you're not really thinking about the chef's feelings. You're just making sure the customers are happy. Unfortunately, I am thinking about the chef's feelings all the time. <laughs> or, you know, I guess that's arguable, but I, but I you, very much care about But your job isn't to them. think about the chef's feelings. Yes. Your job is to care about the customers. Yes, but it has evolved into being like, not just Evan's feelings. I very much care about all of their feelings, which I think is one of the reasons this works is because this is hard work. This is a lot. I mean, it's, it's hot right now. You can imagine how hot it is at like three o'clock in the in the afternoon or four o'clock in the afternoon when it was 106 a couple of weekends ago, and like on the pit it's like 120 degrees, 130 degrees sometimes. So I always want to make sure that it's just the natural 
hospitality driven person in me is also wants to, wants to make sure that they're all pretty happy too. And then they and they usually are, but we have a we have fun relationships. Yeah. So So you're in this truck. I'm in this full truck. Full of sweaty dudes. Full of sweaty dudes. Um hairy sweaty dudes. What? I think there's one lady, right? Yeah, uh Jazz also works here. Jazz is one of my good friends from growing up and oh, really? she yeah, she's also from San Angelo. And she's also she's an artist and a musician and a really cool person. And I actually was looking for someone to come and help out on a part-time basis when we first were looking for help, probably now almost three years ago. And she was like, I want to come help. I need something to do to kind of fill my time. Her daughter was going into school and she's actually been a great fit. Who knew? I, I also was like a little weary to hire someone that was very close to me at one point in my life, but it's worked out really well and her and Evan work really well together. So. Hey. That's the most important part, right? Yeah, and they, they're good friends, and I think they kind of balance each other out and are unique together. So I Well, besides you, who do you think spends the most time at this truck? Evan right now spends a lot of time at the truck. We've kind of gone through different periods of time where one of us, specifically me, wasn't here as much just because I was doing a lot of catering or working to, to raise money for our brick-and-mortar project. Um, but right now, since COVID happened, him and I are here the most. I mean, it makes the most financial sense. Uh, he has a, you know, a young daughter and it's important that she gets to go to daycare so he Frankie. can go to work. Frankie. Yeah. She's so cute. Um, but you know, he has to get paid so she can go to daycare so we can all come to work and serve all of the people. Uh, well, and yeah. you know, from a hospitality standpoint, you know, I, I was talking to someone last night and I was saying how if you asked six months ago, if you were like, hey, I ordered to go. Can you bring it out yeah. to me? But like, don't hand it to me. Put it on <laughs> in a the chair. back of my car. Yeah. Put it in my yeah. car. But I will don't never touch engage me. with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like people would be like, you're crazy. What? No, yeah. just come in and grab it. Totally. But, but the new normal is 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 totally different. Yeah. And we're trying to accommodate those people that don't necessarily want to get out of their car and respect that. Um, yeah. I saw you have a little. uh a curbside sign. sign. Curbside yeah, sign we're still here. encouraging people. We don't want to marginalize anyone. Right. And of we, we still have a lot of friends and family that aren't really interacting with people for one reason or another. So to allow them to be able to pre order online or pre order over the phone and then pull up and have us bring it out to you and put it in your car safely feels important. It's also getting more tricky because now, you know, on the weekends we have a line. So it's hard to prioritize a call over someone that's willing to really come out and wait like multiple hour, like an hour in a line. Yeah. So it's getting tricky and we're going to have to navigate that. And it's a good problem to have. Of course. It's hard um, being popular. Well, we're so grateful. Uh, and, and I'm really grateful to be here at Cosmic because there's always people here, especially in the evenings. We're going to, it's important for us to soon, we're going to have to kind of come up with a plan because it's getting really busy here on Fridays and Saturday nights. So I would like to create some sort of food item to be able to sell in like late night, late night food. Um, it might not be super barbecue oriented, but it could be something else that's fun and, and unique. Those burgers. The those burgers, well, we're selling forever. those. So right now we're selling the burgers. Actually, this week we had a lot of burgers. So we sold them all day and they sold out every day. Uh, but normally we have burgers after five and so that the burgers have been great because we sell them from five to 
whenever we sell out. Um, but I think having something that's even more fun, that's also like will get us some. Yeah, we like to stay relevant. We like to keep it cool. We like to get people, different people, to pay attention to us. At different, you know, we we want to keep we want to we want to stay on on top of people's minds. So, doing something like outside of the box, well, and late it helps, night might be fun. It helps being in one of the best spots in South Austin. Oh, with for sure. Some of the most outdoor seats with another, you know, the uh, the taco spot two doors down is also like an award-winning. They're great. On I every love list. Them. They're we're all pretty. So tight. you're in good company. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're super lucky, and everyone kind of has a different demographic draw. Like they're super busy in the mornings, and we're busy midday into early evenings until we sell out. And then Tommy Wingy has their own like following of dudes and women and all all walks of life that come for Tommy Wingy, and they're super popular. So, but they definitely get like a early night push of people that want to come out and have wings. That's the place in the middle is Tommy Want Wingy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I realized that. Have they been there for a while? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they're great. We also have a really good they relationship. Had a black truck at, at the beginning. Yeah, they've they've traded out the trucks a couple of times, but they're it's still the so same guys that are there. So there's three great trucks here. Yeah, we're really uh, lucky. See, I just beelined yeah. to you guys, so I didn't even well, realize. I'm really it was grateful next for that. <laughs> it's also interesting, like day to day, we see some people that come here specifically for us, and we definitely see other people that come here for Cosmic and have no idea that we're here. Uh, so it's interesting navigate from a hospitality perspective. We have to navigate all of those interactions pretty differently. You know, if you're if you're own, if you're your own standalone restaurant, you kind of know that people are they know what to expect, or some of them have done their research before walking up to engage with anyone that's going to try to sell them something. And for us, it's a crapshoot because sometimes we just have people that have no idea what's going on, and some people that are are specifically coming here for us that have no idea that they're selling drinks inside. So. Well, and there's always kind of this, uh, people come up and they, they look at the board and I, you know, I've been in line here so many times and talked <laughs> to so many people that are like, what is this? What do they do? What's good? And I'm like, you, yeah. you can't lose. Yeah. You literally, I mean. We try they, to keep it simple. Yeah. Or I mean, not, so, uh, simple is not the right word. We try to, we try to keep the options minimal so that every option is a good option. Well, and I mean, like the barbacado, that's such a yeah. great, like, I, that, that's not something I've ever seen on a menu, but just half an avocado filled with barbacoa. That's Can't go wrong. Yeah. It's a great small Win-win. meal, for sure. And it's all the keto and all the things that for people sure. are into right now. And we get a lot of people that really, we get a lot of travelers. We get a lot of people, even now we're seeing more people that are coming from all over and they're here and they know that they're supposed to eat brisket and ribs and sausage so they walk up to the truck and ask for brisket and ribs and sausage. And during the week, we don't have brisket. We never really have ribs unless it's like a special occasion. And we do always have sausage. Um, but to try to navigate that conversation is always unique and try to push people out of their comfort zone to try something new is important to us. And most of the time, if they agree to come along for the ride, it's a, it's rewarding for everyone. Well, don't you think that's what you're bringing? I mean... Oh, for sure. New school is is really what y'all live by, and, and new mm-hmm. school is the, hey, I know what you think barbecue is, but welcome to Leroy and Lewis. We're a little yeah. different. I love it, and I it's it's incredibly. It feels important at moments to push people to see barbecue 
for what it can be and not just what it has been. But it's still very controversial. We definitely get people that come up to the truck and want what they want. And if we can't deliver, they get pissed about it. I mean, and that's just that's just real life. And we have to attempt to offer them something that's familiar in a way. Like the beef cheeks are easy to sell at this point because they've gotten a lot of attention. But we well, say, that's you know, a if you're classic. Here, that's yeah. a that's a Mexican. For sure, but even people that are like that live in Minnesota or whatever, that you know they might come and I'm here for brisket. It's easy to sell them beef cheese because it's like if you want something similar to brisket, but it's really our tried and true, like signature dish. Try the beef cheeks, and most people love it. So, but it's been an interesting evolution to get here, where it's I can confidently, I've always been confident about the the quality of the product, but now that other people are confident about what we offer. It's a little bit easier to 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 move forward and um, really be excited about all of it, all aspects of it, because I'm very proud at the end of the day of what we do. Well, and you're leading the charge in a, in a whole another way. You know, everyone who's come to the truck only sees a, a small percentage of what you're doing because sure. you're doing catering, you're planning events, you're, you know, you can probably give me better examples of what you've connected the yeah. truck with recently. Well, it's been hard, and I will say that that's been the hardest part for me personally, or one of the couple challenging things that have happened since the beginning of COVID, is that like probably 40% of our business was catering pre-COVID, and that was something that it's been developing over the last almost four years. So, And that's a lot of work that we've really done on a community level. We've gone out, we've made friends we've made we've cultivated relationships with people that are willing to have us out on a regular basis uh we've worked with some really cool musicians and festivals and some other great parties um to offer something unique and special and since covid obviously people are not gathering so catering has pretty much halted completely and that's one of the yeah it's been tough we've done we've done some parties here and there, like small events but i think people here are really reluctant to officially gather they might like i think people are very respectful of the the fact that they're not they're not trying to you know send out an evite and have 40 people over and and feed them all barbecue and i respect that it's been hard um and we've had to overcome in many other ways uh and i think we've done a good job of that but that's one of the reasons i'm here all the time is because there's not a there's not a lot to do outside of this and i struggle with that but it'll come back I love I love catering though. It's 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 not something that I have done. I've done a little bit of it, and I'm I'm definitely an event planner and a, a project oriented person. But something that I've really grown to love. Well, and you you've been connecting. You were just telling me about some remote. You know, you were literally just helping Bradley teach people or show yeah. people remotely how to cook. Yeah, that's been an interesting like phenomenon that's come up lately is people because they've all had Zoom like every company in Austin and all over the world is probably tired of having just the same Zoom happy hour. So people are trying to come up with like an incentive to get online and socialize in a different way. So we're seeing people reach out for instructional zoom calls so we did one with the local company last week and it was really it was actually very successful our device i was telling you earlier that our devices died because it was so hot both brad's ipad and then my phone (laughs) 
But it was also a unique and a very um, authentic barbecue experience. So they got to see that. They got to see that, no, you know what? We're out here sweating in the 110 degree heat to make you this brisket. But it, it really is unique. We, we sent them all, every one that RSVP to the call with on their company, a rub and a bottle of barbecue sauce. And it was an hour oh, so and a half. So they were all kind of cooking along. They, they, I wouldn't say that they were cooking along, but we definitely planted the seed that they could do it, you know, on, in their leisure time. So I think that's definitely the the next that's, that's the next wave of, of gathering in a especially you know if you're a corporation that really has to commit to protecting people they can't necessarily do small gatherings and like push for that but to be able to create a platform online for something u- unique I think that's the that's the next step. Well, and even the uh, Texas Monthly Barbecue is going to be this uh, yeah. you know, celebrate at, at, at home. Totally. You know, you can order. I think I think if you do it through them, you get a bunch of barbecue. Barbecue box, and, probably. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, anyone now can order from yeah. half a dozen places at least in Texas, maybe dozens. Yeah. That, you know, snows and all mm-hmm. them are shipping. And I guess yeah. if you guys didn't have Cosmic, you'd probably be shipping too. Oh, for sure. We would come up with a way to survive because we're resilient, just like many of these other folks. It's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of, I think, so I know that, like, Luck Reunion did some online format, like, concerts and fundraisers and stuff and sent out some, like, cocktail kits. I know that Culture Map did something similar to Texas Monthly where, for their awards, they put together, like, a collection of little snacks that they sent out to people that bought a ticket and then they got access to the online program. So, it's it's great. People are trying their best to make it work. And I think in our industry specifically, it's really challenging and really important for people to dive deep and try everything and see what works. Well, and you guys, you reacted very quickly. I mean, the truck yeah. went into the parking lot. You had a drive through. You had yeah. almost instant contactless. <laughs> it was crazy. I, I like came to get a burger. And uh, I was like, wow, you guys already have this all figured out. Well, I wouldn't say it was figured out, but we definitely are committed. We are committed. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) We are committed to staying open at any cost. We didn't close down for a single day of service, which I'm very proud of. And we didn't let go of anyone. I'm also very proud of that. So, well, I mean, you guys were holding down this spot before. Uh, yeah, it was just back the floorboards yeah, in in that coffee shop. We were here. We came full circle. That was a that was a moment of really intense you know self-realization of man we've come full circle we're now back into the parking lot at cosmic coffee it because we were here before when cosmic was just a construction there was zone, no pretty tables much. there was no picnic there was no tables pretty no tables umbrellas. or lights or trees no the this first was interview i did with evan was under a tree <laughs> like it was it was rough out here i'll say that it was just like a I mean, it's still kind of like a gravel. Mm-hmm. But there but was there was there, nothing yeah. else. There wasn't all these plants and a waterfall and chickens. and. Yeah, we've come a long way. It's nice to see it. It's definitely a better view than yeah. the parking lot. So I'm glad that eventually after the lockdown, we got to move back inside and Cosmic's doing great and offering a pretty comfortable, sustainable environment in the midst of COVID. So, oh, and they have... Yeah. Great coffee and a yeah. ton of beer taps. And yeah, and their cocktail selection is pretty good. I've, I've it was a perfect slowly compliment. but surely drinking through all of them. <laughs> <laughs> cocktail hour at Leroy and Lewis. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you might you'll you'll find someone around here to have cocktail hour with you. All, you know, Wednesday through Friday. It might not be me every day, but 
you need to do like a shrimp cocktail, but just like have Heck brisket yeah. like hanging out of a Yeah, we've actually talked about seafood and Evan's pretty committed to sourcing everything locally, so well, we, we can get your shrimp. Boy Davis knows I know, to get that's what I was gonna say, but there are people doing it now, so never say never. And we ain't far from the Gulf. That's true. We're gonna do a shout out to Davis at Huckleberry. We're gonna do a collaboration with them soon. So I think it's time. I think it's fine. People are, it feels okay to invite people to social distance and come out for a collaboration. So we have a couple of things coming up. We'll do something with them. We're going to do a collaboration with TLV. Hell I'm really yeah. excited about that. You know, I'm a big fan of them. Yes. Well, who's, oh man, if you've had the, if you've had the food, it's almost impossible not to be. It's so good. I, I don't think people understand, uh, you know, I don't want to go off on this tangent for yeah. too long, but <laughs> okay. like as someone who's eaten an excessive amount of Israeli food, yeah. I- including in Israel, yeah. Like so he's hitting it on like the nail on the head. Like I'm you can't get so that. I don't think you can get food excited. that good anywhere else in Texas. It's so good. So I, I don't have the background that you have in terms of that food, but I know, I know it's good. And oh. so we're excited to work with him on that. Oh, that's, that'll be September 20th. So yeah. Sunday. And, uh, there's already people. I, I mean, I, I take that food home and I mix it with barbecue all the time. So yeah, I think it's a perfect compliment. He does a great job of pickles and some, um, you know, the hummus and the chicken is so good. Yeah, and I definitely on my list have a few. They're not, I wouldn't say they're lost, but they're they're finding, slowly finding a path in Israel. There's a couple guys kind of figuring it out, but it's definitely not what we're Probably doing Probably challenging. Here. So are they able to get beef and pork, like, they're, easily? They're not going to cook pork because okay. it's Israel. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're doing beef. They're doing lamb. Uh, but it's more of a, it's more of an uh, uh, asado. It's mm-hmm. more of like a la paria, yeah. like a yeah. an open fire. But there are people, I've seen some, some brisket that looks decent. You know, it's hard to, yeah. you can't judge everything just by pictures. Totally. But it, you know, that Israel is catching up, you know. Globaliz- not just a, globalization is real. We've learned nothing from 2020. Well, <laughs> and, and you know, from, from being here from day one, the, the day you and uh, I, I don't know exactly how you became Leroy and Lewis. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. But between the day you signed to become Leroy and Lewis and today, Texas barbecue in general has kind of taken over the world. Yeah, it's really exciting. We see people that reach out on a regular basis to come and, and stosh with us and come and, and learn from us. So we're really grateful for that because it adds a lot of life and character to the business. Uh, Mao, for example, I'm I'm sure you've met Mao. Uh, He's the best. He's back in Singapore since COVID. That was probably the biggest tragedy in my personal life of COVID. He, you know, he went back to, he's a sweetheart and such a hard worker, but he went back to be with his family. But he's one of the many people from all over the, all over the world that have come and spent some time with us. And um, I look forward to that continuing because people are really into Texas barbecue from all over. And it's great to be able to, guide them and also have them influence us too well and it's still something that you have to come here to figure out you, sure you really can't uh you know there's a guy in alaska that was messaging me on instagram and asking me what kind of pit he should get because obviously he can't call i mean i guess bradley would happily box it up but i don't think he wants to pay the yeah. shipping for you know a chud pit yep. to go all the way up there uh so he was sending me what he could get and i was talking to him about it and asking him about welders but you know, he said, uh, he said, I don't, I, I, there, there isn't a specific pit that's approved by the Alaskan Barbecue Association. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be mean here, but 
the Alaskan Barbecue Association <laughs> doesn't know anything. They're probably good at smoking salmon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're good at what they're good <laughs> they're at. They're good at, yeah. But if you want to cook what you're seeing on my feed, totally. you need to get something that's offset. You need yeah. to have it set It's up interesting. It, so actually with Mao specifically, I had a conversation where he's like, I don't have a, he's trying to start his own thing there. He's stuck there for a while. And uh, he has had in conversations with some other people that have noticed that he came to work here and are really like supportive of him. And he wants to do something there in Singapore. And I'm super supportive of that. But he's like, I don't have a, I don't have a barbecue pit. I don't have a smoker. I don't know. I, I don't even think I can buy something remotely similar here. And then I was like, okay, well, have you thought about us shipping you one? Which, and then he's like, well, I don't have a place to put it yet. And I, then I was like, well, I think you should literally buy a welder and try to start thinking about putting aside, like searching for pieces of steel that might mimic what we use here and then you can create your own because he's capable of doing that so that's well, the new way food isn't yeah you know that that's something that happens i know from being in singapore that there's definitely like wood fired food for sure it's just finding someone who's willing to you know uh, i i think there it's a, a less of a challenge and here you know a lot of people you know you can go to gator pits or whatever mm-hmm. and they'll charge you as much for something they press out as much as Chud will charge you for like yeah. a 118 gallon pit, that's perfect. Yep. Uh, so, but if if you're in, in one of those countries like uh, these guys in the Philippines, I talked to them, and you know they're they're welding and they're they're doing all these things so often that it's not hard for them to find a guy that's like, oh yeah, what do you, you got some barrels? Yeah, we'll totally. melt some metal together. That goes there, and they cook on tamarind and dragon fruit, yeah. and all kinds of weird woods. Yeah, that's exciting. I will, I miss traveling. I love traveling. I miss. That's that's what I'm excited about is going to be able to go and explore Texas barbecues and like in Texas barbecue restaurants in other countries, right? Like that's the most I don't know, that's the thing that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, well you'll you'll be royalty. Soon, soon enough. You're you're going to yeah, be Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll we'll see. You'll be the traveling <laughs> you'll say Leroy and Lewis and they'll be like, "Oh, really?" Yeah, that oh man. Well, Here. now I'm hearing about <laughs> I met a guy from Guatemala. Well, he's actually a Texan who moved to Guatemala. Uh, Peppies, yeah, and he's he's doing Texas barbecue. Yeah, we've seen a lot of Australians that have done it. Oh, Australia is hot right yeah, now. Yeah, super hot. Yep. You should go to Meatstock next year or right? whenever it opens yeah, up when, again. Yeah, yeah, I'll add it to my list, my wish list. Uh, I mean, that's like a celebrity, you know, uh, Wayne Miller, and a yeah. lot of those people go to that. Yeah, Evan's gone to Australia a couple times to train some people, and it's always interesting. He's also gone to China. I want to go to China too. And they have Red Angus. Which is super yeah. unique. Yeah. Yep. Totally That's different. It's really exciting. Wow. I love, yeah. I'm excited to, to see the new frontier of barbecue. So, yeah, we'll see how other people, not how other cultures are interpreting Texas barbecue is also equally exciting. Because obviously they're going to take what we do and put their own spin on it, which is, I love seeing the evolution. I mean, even in Texas, you're seeing, uh, uh, I, I was talking about it on my last episode, you know, koi. Um, oh, love it. Yeah, uh, the, uh, this Viet text, there, there's just all these little fusions, these little mm-hmm. twists that you're saying. I mean, even you guys aren't really, you know, I consider you guys like... We don't like the like, word fusion, yeah. but yes. I, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm the big dumb idiot reporting No, 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 stuff, no, so. no, no. And, and that's, I think fusion is also, we are fusion. I mean, I hate to say it, but we are also just trying to take a lot of different influences and utilize them in a different way. 
I, so I, not like people walk up and they're like, "Oh, you have kimchi on the menu. Is this a Korean barbecue place?" And I'm like, at one point we kind of went a Korean direction for some pop-ups and explored what that could look like. But you know, Evan has Mexican roots. We definitely do barbacoa. We have salsa on the menu. We have queso fresco on many items. We like to take influence from all over and really meld it together in a unique way. I guess you could also say it's like new American, right? I think I think that the chefs, you know, I, I was uh, I spent a lot of time at Interstellar Barbecue as well, and it, it's unique to see how it's. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't call it a fusion, but when you put a chef in front of a smoker, you mm-hmm. just get something a little different because they have an understanding of flavors, they have an understanding of ingredients that's deeper than the average barbecue yeah. cook, the average pit master. So when Evan is looking at something, he's he's doing math. He's He's calculating yeah. things that you and I don't necessarily understand as deeply yeah. because he's, you know, he, he, he took a class on knife skills, you know. I just <laughs> learned it watching YouTube. Oh, man. Evan is also just super naturally creative. He loves taking, he loves to eat. He loves food, I think. He loves the, the full experience. So he's also great because he is inspired by all of his travel and all of his, like, life experience and, and really puts out something unique with the barbecue glasses on. So, for example, he went to China, I guess, two and a half years ago and came back and we did a bunch of Szechuan stuff. And, I mean, I love it. Like, that's some of my favorite food. So, yeah. you know, Mapo, Mapo, you know, pigskin and some other cool. Yeah, we do a, a bunch of, you know, mala peppercorns on beef, which is fun. So, Well, and don't you think, I mean, like, Evan was before cosmic was here when you guys had just started the truck evan was already winning awards going to the cushion yeah. and oh, just kind of so beating people down as far <laughs> as you know he's just going around slapping it around like yeah what's up i'm evan Leroy. yeah like, i got this it's, little truck it's in Austin. intense yeah evan evan is a is a personality he's a character for sure and people very much respect him so it's been interesting to counterbalance that in a unique way and try to continue to push him and you know, he has had a lot of success on multiple levels, and I want to continue to push him forward because he has. A, I still think he has a lot of potential that is, when in the right space, can be tapped into. It'll be something really, really cool. Well, I mean, speaking of potential, I mean, you guys are. I, I think you've way beyond outgrown this truck. I mean, you guys are. You're, yeah. you're swelling <laughs> at the brim, like yeah. I think you guys are ready to explode at this point. I mean, the amount yeah. of talent and knowledge and ability that still comes through that window is mm-hmm. astounding to me. I, 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 uh, I Thank always, you for that. that's very nice. Well, I, I, I always try to point out that no matter where you go, especially Texas barbecue is it's way more than you'll ever see. Yeah. It's, it's a people lot going at 3 a.m. trimming. Yep. It's people seasoning. It's mm-hmm. it, it, it it's paying attention to the fire. It's getting a, a bad shipment of wood and having to deal with that and mm-hmm. figuring it out because all of a sudden you got a bunch of wet wood and you have to you have to serve brisket. And yep. on top of that, all the talent and all the potential and all the stuff that you've created, it, it's really uh, it, it speaks way more than what people see just coming up and grabbing. It, it's it's yep. one of those challenges we were talking about when people come up and they're like, hey, is this good or you know, yep. they're looking at the board and I just want to be like, you don't un- like just bu- <laughs> just order it. How, what's just your budget? Trust them. How much did you want to spend? Spend yeah. double that. Yeah. Make yourself <laughs> sick on it because it's so good. Like it's just 
I, I do you appreciate advocates like you in line. <laughs> we need all we need all the help we can get because it becomes a lot to convince every everyone to you know to ride the ride with us. But it's definitely worth it. Well, and part of what I'm doing with the show is I just want I want to get to the point where people see me and they go, "Oh, that guy knows stuff," so I can just be like, "Yes." And that's they awesome. just listen. That's all. That's all I, want I have, people, I've that's ever what, wanted. That's all I want too is for people to be like, she knows stuff. Yeah. Take her seriously. <laughs> oh, that's Sawyer. Okay, whatever yeah, she says, we'll do. Yeah, she knows what she's talking about. Well, Sometimes. It, and you know how it is. It's one of those things where the the people who are hesitant, they're like, oh well, I'll get the. You know, they're like afraid to spend money there. But then the people that are the regulars or the people that have heard of you or whatever, they're like, give us that. Yeah, everything. This, we want everything. everything. Oh, yeah. You got a bigger platter. Exactly. And Those so, are the people we love. Although we are trying to steer people to try all of our veggie items and stuff. Hell That's yeah. been that, an interesting that experience. That kale slaw is the bomb. The kale slaw, that cauliflower. I don't know if you've had the cauliflower. Yeah, the yeah. cauliflower and the beets. That's also uh, newer and healthy and delicious. So we are trying to also kind of drive people to diversify what they're ordering. Because if you just come up and order a couple pounds of brisket, then... I mean, our brisket's great. You'll have a good experience. But we want people to also... You can get brisket anywhere. I mean, not the best brisket, but you can certainly find brisket on every corner in Austin, Texas. So, But smoked cauliflower, not so much. So you have, the, you have our brisket, which is very unique and delicious, and you also have our cauliflower. Then you will remember how unique the experience is in addition to, like, hopefully just... It was good. Well, and, and it's nice because you do put some spice. You do put some depth into everything. So I got that kale slaw every time I ordered something spicy because I knew that that would be a nice cooling, yeah, refreshing nice thing. foil. I got the beets, actually, but then Evan covered it in spicy barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah, so exactly. There wasn't much <laughs> reprieve from that. <laughs> Tricky, yes. Uh, but I don't care. I want, I want to get... Yeah. I, I like... The only time I get upset about spicy is when you make it, like, hurt you spicy. Yeah. Like, like there's no, there's no even flavor. Like, I'm just trying yeah, to. Yeah, like last you. dab hot. We actually have a, a bottle of last dab at home, and I keep. I'm just. I love hot. Sometimes I'll add a couple dashes to something that's not very good, just to try to make it interesting. But then you're like, this is not. This is not good. This. This is just. <laughs> this is just painful and has no flavor. So, not. I love. I do like last dab. But there yeah. are some of those. I would say me and uh, the last the last time I came and got chicken, uh, yeah. Bradley let yeah. me let me have some of his I took last that dab, home. and yep. I was yep. uh, I was not like disappointed, but I w- I was surprised that it wasn't like killing me. It was yeah. hot, yeah, but it wasn't like destroying me. But I'm always I literally like I get like the two x ramen all the time. <laughs> I love it to make it home. Oh, I love ramen. Mm, I miss ra- I miss eating ramen inside. That's one thing. It's hot to eat ramen outside in the summer and or. The ramen to go is just not the same. Yeah, a lot of places won't do to go. I mean, a yeah. lot of places in Austin now do to go, but like Daruma, one of my yeah. favorite places Aww. here, they wouldn't do. Yeah. They wouldn't do to go ever, and oh, I, I think now I loved they are. It. But yeah, they have a little window. It's like the perfect spot. Oh, awesome! I gotta go. I gotta go support them. I'm trying to do my best to any any Austin joint that I love. You know, barbecue, probably not you know, ramen and Chinese and all the other wonderful cuisines that we are lucky to have here. I, especially the mo- small mom and pops that aren't necessarily filled to the brim every day. I, I, I'm actively trying to support them. So I, I tell people that at this point and, you know, the climate, it's important. Every time you spend money, you're voting for the places that are going to stay open. So 
It's funny. I think Cole Cole is here on his day off, uh, loading in wood. So that oh, is, is that the, what that sound is? That is the uh, <laughs> the the throw the the wood plopping on the ground. But yeah, pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going <laughs> Work to. Work never ends. The the sun's going down, so I'm going to ask you uh, to tell a story while I fix the cameras a little bit. Yeah. Because they're getting dark. And then uh, after that, can I take a bathroom break? Yeah, no problem. Okay, cool. Uh, oh. So g- give us a little give us a little quick rundown of how, you know, you became the Lewis of Leroy and Lewis, yeah. and, and and where where all this came together to sure. make this delicious truck. Well, I'll also say that I am actually not technically I I am now, but my husband is Nathan Lewis, and he is a wonderful person. Um, he and he's a yeah he's a brewer, and he's also an entrepreneur. Uh, he is also a partner in Leroy and Lewis, so we are the Lewises. But I am here all the time, and he still has a full-time job at Austin Beer Works. Um, but we are actually friends with Evan and Lindsay because our friends from college are Evan's friends from high school. Evan grew up here. So we came to UT. I, both Nathan and I uh, were psychology, sociology majors at UT, and... In college, we met with a bunch of cool people from all over, but specifically, uh, you know, West Austin. And when we moved away, we would come back. And there was this, there was a tale of a guy named Evan who made amazing brisket. <laughs> and I remember being a little jealous. We would come, we would come back and visit our friends that still lived here. And I remember we had a, a coming home party, like a welcome home party. And they're like, well, yeah, welcome home. Also. There's this dude named Evan, and he's friends with us from high school, or like, or he's friends of friends, and he is also going to bring a brisket to your welcome home party. And I remember being like, who's this dude? Who's this random dude, like, coming to our welcome home party? And sure enough, the brisket was out of the world, out of, out of this world. I mean, it was so good. Um, and we cultivated a relationship from then on out. I worked in the restaurant industry, which was pretty unique uh, within our kind of friend group from college and he always worked in restaurants too so we were naturally drawn to each other also we would like show up late you know i worked nights so we and right out of college our friends would have like parties all day or drink all day on saturday and then i would show up at 10 30 after i got off work and evan would show up late too or have to leave early so we always had something in common to talk about and i think our values are very similar um so over time and the harder we worked for other people we decided that we were ready to do something together. And I didn't, honestly, we didn't know him very well at that time. We knew him socially and I knew that he was very successful in his world and he knew that I was, you know, respectable in my world um, and that Nathan was, you know, very well respected in his genre and, and Lindsay's also, you know, awesome. She's a badass at what she does. So coming together was really fun and it was it's been really we've been very privileged i think to have four very unique perspectives yeah yeah and we also we also are committed to working hard all of us this is our i mean this is our life this is our family so it's been a wild ride and i certainly when i decided because i worked in fine dining and we can go into that a little bit more but the, the, the decision to open a food truck was really a strange move for me in my career direction. I remember telling, like, my chef that I used to work for, and he was like, you're going to open a food truck? Like, I know he was thinking, like, what are you thinking? Are you serious? 
Then again, he didn't know I was pairing up with Evan Leroy. But I think he saw a lot of potential in me, and, like, opening a random food truck was a weird move. But it really worked out well, and it's really exceeded my expectations. <laughs> it's exceeded a lot of people's expectations. And we continue to move forward and try to be relevant and push ourselves to always do more and within whatever confines that we have. And I honestly consider this you know, fine dining compared to even some brick and mortar oh, barbecue yeah. joints. Yeah. So you well, guys really put out you. some fancy, interesting. We definitely, our hearts, dishes. our hearts in it. It's every interaction's important. Every plate of food that we put out has many, many garnishes on it. <laughs> um, and, you know, besides having a temperature controlled dining area with, you know, the music of our choice and uh, white tablecloths and people in suits, we are like we are sourcing the best product we can get and utilizing it in a creative way. So we do take a lot of that influence and breaking and Evan, down primals, absolutely doing so much work. And Evan and I, I think we're very influenced by that part of our lives. And I think it's important that you can take those influences and make them approachable in a unique way and adapt them to barbecue in a unique way. And I think that we're grateful that some people think that we've been successful at that. So. I, I've watched you be successful, so. So some people we're are still right. we're still doing it, yeah. Well, we'll take a little bathroom okay, break. Okay, cool. Thank and you. Then, uh, <laughs> and then more from Soy Lewis. Yeah, cool. Another beer, and then yeah. we'll, we're back on. Cool. All right. Do you do that? Here's here's the cool thing about. Uh, well, welcome back, everyone. Hi. I'm here with Sawyer Lewis. Mm, you know, because you've been watching this, and with the magic of editing, it will be like nothing happened. Yay. Uh, <laughs> but. People really just want, uh, they want a wiretap. Yeah, they want an know? authentic experience. It's to the point where the comedians that I follow, uh, they make jokes where they're like, sometimes we're standing around talking and we're going like, why isn't anyone recording us? Like, we should I, get all of this. It makes sense. Man, we actually have jokes that like, we should have, Leroy and Lewis barbecue truck should have a reality show because Well, you guys have the podcast. Ridiculous. You guys should be putting yeah. out an episode every I week know. just about you. Honestly, it's, the podcast is definitely Evan's like baby and it's good but it, it is one of those things where it's like evan wanted to create a medium where he could sit around and also have conversations with other chefs or pitmasters or people in the barbecue world that it's not like super produced or it, it's very natural it's very much a conversation so so far i think that's definitely what's happened we'll see i would like i think i'll start pushing for evan to and we've talked about it already i know he's he's also super busy so when he's like i have a day to make a podcast he doesn't necessarily have time to be like, I need you to come over and be here at, on your day off from four to seven. And we're going to bring in these other people. But I think, and especially with COVID, it's hard to gather. But yeah. I think he's going to start bringing in different people at, from our team as influences on the podcast. So. Well, and don't be afraid to just, after a long yeah. day, sit down and talk for 20 minutes. It's really, yeah. it. you can't lose because yeah. what you're doing is still 10 times more interesting than... <laughs> is than it? what most people are you know what i mean it's yeah. like that the average person just goes to work comes home totally you know reheats the same hungry man dinner or whatever hopefully it's not so that, sad and that's something i have to remind myself that we work really really hard and we play pretty hard when we're not working or you know when it's a special occasion but we do really live a privileged very fun life we get to see a lot of people and engage with a lot of really unique people and for that i'm really grateful well, and I think I think that uh, gratitude. I think uh, just understanding 
you know, you, 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 this isn't your first, you know, life in restaurants. This is like your second or third life in restaurants. My, yeah. It's been a couple lives, many, yeah. many lives before this. So, you know, that this isn't that, that this is like, you know, it's like when people are in college, they think they're going to do something. And then yep, 50 to 80% of them there do something completely. I mean, I have yeah. a communications degree and I somehow landed yeah. in the same place, but I was going to be a social worker and I am in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the personality of a social worker helps in yeah, food service. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And also, I love working with young people and attempting to guide them. Because when I was 22 and worked in the service industry, there was really no one guiding me. And I think that there's also a lot of opportunity now that wasn't necessarily available or in the for like in the forefront of my mind in the service industry then. But it's fun to see young people. Like it's been so fun to have Cole Parkman join us recently he just moved off young gun he's great he also so mal left and we were like what are we gonna do we have these giant shoes to fill who are gonna find and cole came showed up and i'm i won't talk about him too long because he's like around here somewhere but it's been fun to watch him move to austin for the first time from like you know conservative area of houston and really he's young and his viewpoint is open his mind a little bit yeah and it's been it's been cool to watch that it's probably hard for him to work for a woman. He loves it. <laughs> he loves it. I just like to bust his balls. Yeah. Especially like him and Blake and some of these young guys. Yeah. Uh, at whatever level they're at, Reed over at Truth. Uh, you know, it's just so fun to mess with them because they're just so, so they're great. big, wide eyes. You know? I love messing with them, too. Yeah, he's fun to mess with. And that's another thing. I think that the, the working for a woman thing is also fun because this is a unique barbecue experience. I think there are a lot of husband and wife teams that people in barbecue work for, or there's a bunch of businesses that are run by maybe a female man team. Uh, but we're not married. Evan and I are not married. But right, I'm are, sure people think you are all the time. Oh, it's weird. Yeah, especially in the beginning. <laughs> now people don't as much. Cause, and we also kind of work different Yeah, you're shifts. not here at the same time. Yeah, so it's been... it's, But the conversation has definitely come up. Yeah. But I, I think they get more of a well-rounded experience because... I'm pretty emotional and kind of push them and provoke them in different ways. So it's, it's definitely probably a unique, like in the, in the world of barbecue, working here is definitely unique in many ways. I mean, also everyone does a little bit of everything. So just because you work on the pit doesn't mean that you don't have to talk to people. And just because I am the owner of the company doesn't mean that I don't clean up grease off the floor right. and take out the trash. So And restock and the oh, thousand man. other things you have to do. We all day. do everything. And, and that's also creates a little bit of loyalty that i think is really important so well and and i think that that's unique to barbecue i'm sure you saw from from changing not necessarily careers but changing the location of how you did things is all of a sudden you saw oh you have to you, you can't just be the chef you know i i uh, i pride myself because when i travel with other creatives or I, you know i've been lucky enough to be around famous comedians and people and it's like i'm the most useful person 99 percent of the time because i'm not afraid to to clean up or to totally. get my hands dirty while they're like, no, I'm just here to host. I'm not the yeah. anything else. Jazz actually, so Jazz is an event producer and we really bond on a regular occasion about the fact that like for events, right? Most of the time we're a skeleton crew and half the time it's me and Brad and Nathan and like we show up and we're in our finest and we're doing our best. And, but at out. the same time, it's like I, we all, there's not a dedicated person to come around and take out the trash. We are those people. And I love talking to Jazz about that because she's like, 
people think that working events or like music festivals is like sexy and fun and you know you get to rub shoulders with all yeah. the musicians i mean there's moments like that yes exactly and those are the moments that you remember and it's important to like hold on to those mentally so you can sustain yourself through all the hard times which is like cleaning up and cleaning out the trash and waking up when you're hungover and doing it again and really busting ass so well and that's what uh you know just to give people a preview i will be over the next year just showing up at places working 12-hour shifts i want to I want to prove that I'm not just here to, to you know, talk your ears off. But I was actually, I was scheduled to, to sneak up to Chicago with y'all. I was going to. I know, I heard that. I was going to work with you. and, uh, and Man, and that's an ass-kicking <laughs> weekend. Yeah. I like getting my ass kicked. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, I I told Cole, I worked with Cole all, like every night this week. And we were talking about Windy City. And Windy City is great. It's super fun. It's also a wonderful opportunity to connect with other people outside of your region that are in barbecue and the big names in barbecue. And it's very much a big festival of fun. It's also so much work early, late, all day, every day. Uh, we well, put out so many tacos, so many tacos, countless tacos. And but you're just, you're like, I mean, it's like, you know, people that have only ever had coffee and all of a sudden you have alcohol. Like, it's just yeah. like, they don't even know what kind it. of animal yeah. Texas barbecue is. And then all of a sudden, there's what six or eight amazing yeah. Texas barbecue joints just set up, and yep. Chicago doesn't know. I mean, now Mighty Joe Yim's up there, oh, so that helps. Joe, love Joe. I Shout out to Joe. Him. Shout out to Mighty Joe Yim. Love Joe. He also is calling me pretty not regularly, but he calls all of us occasionally just to check in and give us an update. And the last time he called, he was like, "Sawyer, where do I find a you?" And I'm like, "Well, you're not gonna find a me, yeah. but you can find someone." Like, <laughs> You you can't do it all by yourself. You gotta That's, find someone to help you. I, I would say that the most interesting thing about Texas barbecue is seeing people's ability to find more use, more coals, yeah, uh, more mighty Joe Yims. I mean, yeah, everyone's unique, but at the same time, I'm still impressed. Like it's so hard to find good people, but all these places seem to find. You yeah. know, there's some guys that hop around, but a lot of the people stay in one place and like. It's uh, it's not easy finding good help that's willing to put in extra hours and extra time. And even if you're going to hop around, because I think for some people that's a part of the the growing experience, you just have to do your best most of the time. Well, I mean, and, yeah. And, and you're new school. You know, a lot of these old school guys, I won't name names, uh, but I've talked to on and off camera, I've talked to a lot of the guys who have been doing Texas barbecue for a long time. And they will, you know, they're they're nice about it now. But it still hurts them a little bit every time they have to yeah. train someone new. Because they're it's used hard. to 10 years ago when someone worked for you, they didn't have another choice. Totally. So they stayed with you. Yeah, and that's definitely the evolution of the restaurant industry as a whole. And it, specifically, I'm sure, the barbecue world is that I got into the... I was thinking about this today. I got into the restaurant business for my, like purely for financial reasons. Because I needed to make a decent amount of money quickly as a young person. And then over time... I became really good at it, and people like doing what they're good at. And I I really fell in love with certain aspects of it. But it is interesting. You do see some, like, old-school places, and they have had the same people that worked there for 30 years, and they still love it, and they're still growing within themselves, but it's a job, and it's a, it's a means to an end. And I think since Anthony Bourdain and this, like, revolution of restaurants, like, 15 years ago, and especially in Texas, in Austin, probably 10 years ago, We've seen a lot of people 
making a choice to be here and do this and really sacrifice because they know it's like a unique lifestyle. It's a non, certainly not predictable. It's, it's not systematic. And that's something that I always wanted is a non-systematic lifestyle. I wanted something that like I was always keeping me on the, keeping me on my, my toes. I was always learning and evolving. And I think we're lucky that we now can offer that to other people. Well, and you've, you've helped. I mean, as someone who's lived here for over a decade, I can tell you the food scene was not this good even five years ago. Yeah. So you, you have helped kind of usher in this new era of food in Austin where when, you know, lots of money has been coming here, but now fully the food industry is coming, chefs are coming, and, and there's actually a, a food scene that you can be proud of. I mean, you For guys sure. have been holding it down. It's been, there's, yeah, there, there's there, a lot of good things that come with that and a lot of bad things, but... I mean, but, yeah. you, you know, as much as... I it's think, hard because yeah. times are hard. Yeah. And But at the same time, even before this, I would see, you know, the, there would be an outcry in the city over some little spot that closed down. Yeah. But but in the back of my head, I'd be like, mm, I went there and it yeah. wasn't, they, they weren't were not, really trying anymore. Yeah, they weren't. Or the, the owner hasn't been there in, yeah. in a month and a half. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I was about to say is it was interesting. And we can talk about this a little bit more about the future of us. But we got to a point where... The zoning also here is really intense, which I think a lot of people don't understand. If you are in development, you understand that yeah. creating something unique in Austin in terms of real estate is also challenging. Oh, Dan's Hamburgers. Did you, have you read their letter? No. They put out a letter. Um, you know, they redid the one down on uh, yeah. Ben White. And they put out a letter to oh, the yeah. city afterwards and basically said, we will never renovate a restaurant again because you made this a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, it's, tu <laughs> it's tough. We're... You know, I think everyone is in the midst of that. And it's hard to find re affordable real estate for all these people like us, us, I will say up and comers. And we're, we've now been in a truck for so long that I don't even think we can say that. But we're ready. We've been we've been ready to move into something bigger for a while. And it was almost impossible to find a space that we could utilize that was affordable. That also wasn't when like for us, we're trying to build a brew pub. So it's important to find a space that's zoned appropriately for for both a lot of those places are also zoned to be multifamily developments so like we can't buy much just lease a space like that because some big condo is going to come in and take over and make a lot way more money and it's going to be a way better investment than we would ever be but it'll be interesting to see what happens and is happening already in the next few months because there is a bubble it has it has burst, and we've seen some of some really great places go out of business. Um, I think there are some places that are struggling really hard right now that really don't deserve it. You know, that are doing really amazing things, and it's hard to watch from from my perspective. But well, and that's the thing is that there were all these places kind of on their way out, and it's sad to see those places go, but they were already kind of. Mm -hmm slacking but in that in that you know and then there's all these places that have done well and have adapted and figured out but in that little sliver in the middle there's a few places that it's just a tragedy it's just they were getting sure. charged some ten thousand dollars a month yeah. for a space that they just can't afford because yeah no one's coming no to one eat. yeah and then yeah the 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 landlord comes for the back rent after three or four months that's forty thousand dollars they can't pay it. They just hand them the keys and then 
a month later there's a condo there you know it's just it, it's sad because uh i have friends from aspen mm-hmm. and a big challenge there was after years and years of just huge development of, of so much wealth they literally had to create an affordable housing program because everyone who lived there didn't, didn't have to work. work there yeah and all the people who worked there lived like on the other side of a ridge and yeah. if there was bad weather no one could Would work come to work yeah, yeah. I lived so, in, we lived in Boulder. Oh, okay. So yeah, you know. I, uh, well, Boulder's a really unique little bubble. Um, actually, I learned so much in Boulder about farm-to-table, you know, the farm-to-table scene. I learned a lot in Boulder generally uh, in terms of food, about food and, and wine and beer. It was a really wonderful experience for me. But it's one of those things where, like, a lot of people that work in the service industry can't afford to live there. And there's not any development there, or it's very minimal. There's like student housing and stuff like that. But a lot of people move there for the quality of life. Uh, but they have to like, we lived in Longmont. So we lived in Longmont, which is very much like more blue collar. And yeah. would drive in every day. And I would work in Boulder. And it was still a great experience. And it's, it wouldn't change oh, I mean the world. The, but I haven't spent yeah. a lot of time there. But I mean, it's, it's some of the most gorgeous parts of America are all around there oh man the drive from boulder to aspen can't beat that yeah there's actually a (laughs) there's a specific road that's only open in the summer and i want to just ride my motorcycle on it because i've heard it's one of the most beautiful but in the winter it's literally impossible yeah impossible i love when like the leaves change color in the fall and you drive those mountain roads and it's just it's breathtaking i miss i miss that i miss i do like you can't really in texas fall is one of The most amazing seasons, and we are excited yeah. that it is soon. Fall is coming well, shortly. It feels yeah. good now that it's down to what ninety-eight or ninety-seven. I know it's such a relief. <laughs> who knew? Who knew? Just a that few degrees could, yeah. down from 100 right. and without a, with a little less sun. Yeah, I'm. Oh, it's been crazy. We did so. We did the new new school barbecue university two weekends ago when it was 108 degrees Which outside. Which was what your second one? That was ever? the first one. Oh yeah, that was the second one ever. But we've done three now. We did. Uh, two back-to-back weekends, we learned our lesson that that's really hard. <laughs> Even with smaller groups, it's a lot to yeah, take. Yeah, but they learn a lot. They do. They learn a lot, and we have a lot of fun with them, and, and it's just a lot. It's a lot. Um, but it's a lot when it's 108 degrees outside, and you're just, like, hoping that people make it through the yeah. day without they passing out. They don't pass out. out. Yeah. Make sure there's lots of waters. Yeah. That was, that was part of Six the... Six waters a day is included yes, with yes, your tickets. Yes, Please, please, please drink, drink water. Yeah. Drink a couple beers, but drink twice as many waters. Yeah, we're excited for, for fall to come come around. We always are, but yeah. this will be a, a special one. And we got lucky this year. The spring was very mild. <laughs> yes, we did. This we, has been hot, we but didn't it's even cooling off a little faster. We did spring here at the Royal Lewis. We were just running around. I, I feel like the spring we were all just so distracted that I'm looking forward to fall because yeah. it'll be a relief in some ways, but also... Right now, it seems like, and this might be short-sighted, but that people are going to come out in a different way and be grateful for being out and hopefully being safe in this environment. But well, and your the 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 way that you guys work is just you know, even leading up to the moment that COVID hit, you know, you oh. guys were doing so much that you don't you I can't imagine what the conversations were like because you were just it was horrible every day. You're on a roll. You're <laughs> You're 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 literally like getting meat, chopping it up, cooking oh. it, and well, on my end, I was planning South by Southwest. 
Oh, right. And so South we, by Southwest. Yeah. We literally closed here. There was supposed to be a giant stage. Margot Price and Charlie Crockett and all these badass people that we were so excited to see. And, and like, they were going to, they had multiple stages. It was going to be huge here at Cosmic Coffee. And not only that, I was planning the front of the house for Luck Reunion's potluck, which was, like, really a big deal for my career. I was really excited about it. I was working with Ben at Salt and Time on that. And I would just put a lot of heart and soul yeah, into, like, so much work. Yeti. We were doing a bunch of Yeti events. So much work and so much real. It was a lot. So when Evan came up to me and he's like, "This is, they're gonna they're gonna lock down. They're gonna close the economy." I was like, "No way!" My brain couldn't even fathom what yeah. that would be like. like so this isn't happening. This can't. Ha- what are you talking about? Like, hold on, hold on. Yeah, it took me a, a while just to even be able to process what was happening, but I did, and we worked through it. And then it rained for a while. Yeah, there was the some pretty good lot. rain in the spring. Yeah, yeah. In the parking bad. lot. I'll, I'll always remember those days. We also, like, we drank some tequila. To get, we all drank a lot of tequila together in the parking lot. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> we, well, got, think, we got uh, through it. It's just like when I hang out with the Traeger guys, they always have a couple bottles of Crown Royale hi- yeah. hiding <laughs> hiding under their uh, displays. Uh, yeah. You know, I think a, a healthy amount of uh, drinking is important in, in any kind of we just had to, it was also interesting because everyone's pretty young and I think every, you, there's a couple people that have significant others, but really we were on a, an emotional like desert island together Yeah. and really got to know each other. Even if we could, at that time, I didn't think it was possible to get to know each other even better, but we all spent a lot of time here and we tried to make the best of it like we always do. Definitely some funny stories from that time. Well, speaking of, I took a little survey uh, of a oh, few you of did? your coworkers. Oh, you did? Oh, no. Oh, and, no. And uh, uh, the, 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 the biggest um, thing that they told me to ask was sharing, uh, sharing space with big dudes in a tiny truck, which yeah. I think we've covered. Yes. Um, but there was one thing that stood out to me, which was the burger-fries-shake combo. Oh, yeah. I love that. Um, here at Cosmic Coffee, one of my favorite things here. So I work at night. Yeah. Evan usually opens, and then I work in the evening. So if you don't see me around, it's because I haven't come in yet. But I'm here from, like, 3 to early evening. And my favorite combo is getting the, uh, you know, having a Leroy and Lewis burger and then having uh, ordering some French fries from Tommy Wawingi and then having a delicious boozy coffee, which is a perfect milkshake-like uh, taste experience, so it's it's perfect. Burgers, fries, shake. And, yes. Uh, did you come up with that yourself? Or of what? course I did. <laughs> yeah, we we have to we have to be innovative here. We eat here a lot, so it's nice to be able to try out fun things. I also did a like I made a brisket taco from some of the things uh, at Pueblo Viejo on Saturday. So we continue to evolve. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't say I'm I. That there was more crazy things that they, they, uh, I have, shared. I have that. I have uh, hospitality, kind of front of the house versus yeah. you know, all these barbecue guys. Um, yeah. I have I have a, uh, a lot of references to uh, I, d- I don't know what to call them uh, uh, endeavors that you uh, didn't necessarily what, what do they call that went in a different direction. Yes, I, I, I Whole Foods native. Oh man, yeah. I I will say that the I'm airport? an airport. Oh, yeah, we went through. Oh, yeah, that was. I forget about that one. 
we I'm an opportunist for sure, and I think we oh, you're, I, you're willing to see opportunity. And I'm ideally at this point in the front of my mind, I'm an entrepreneur, and I want to continue to challenge us to do more. This is not it. We're all of us are very ambitious. Everyone that works here is looking forward to the next step, and I think that also what bonds us together. But We've gone down many roads. We did the farmer's market for a while. That was tough. I really pushed for that one. The farmer's market is really hard. Yeah. I will say that. Anyone that's, like, doing well at the farmer's market and busting ass to do that every Saturday and Sunday morning, man, they deserve an award because it is a lot of hauling things around. Um, yeah, we've gone down the road with many brick-and-mortar locations, and like I said, it was really hard. Like, real estate is really challenging, um, we did it's just, I mean, it's so cost prohibitive as far as trying to get anything done. Yeah. And we want to make sure at this point, you know, we really invested a lot of time and money into one space off of Burnett and, um, we'd signed a lease and we were pretty committed and then COVID happened and we had the opportunity to walk away and, you know, with our, with, we made the decision with our investor network and some of our developers that. We could re we could you know revisit that venture in that space, but at the same time, we think that on the other end of this, there will be a lot of affordable spaces that are really valuable. So we made that really a tough decision, and we are exploring some other opportunities at this point. But yeah, that's cool. I mean, Burnett's the closest thing I've heard to to even like a like a geographical location. Yeah. Oh, so. we yeah, but the airport we did get offered like a space at the airport to do something. And like, and Which is, I think, I think the Austin airport's really interesting because it is one of the most unique airports in the country yeah. as far as local food and all the things it offers. But at the same time, I think you guys are bigger than just the airport. Well, now the airport is not what it was eight months ago. So maybe right, that was... And, and people are not eating or experiencing the airport half as much as they used to. And I'm not, I'm not like a super religious person or anything, but I do believe in... I believe that maybe where we are now is where we're meant to be yeah. and that we can now focus on utilizing our time together to create something that's really unique for the next stage. So I would like to be optimistic moving forward that thing, good things are coming around the corner and we're even smarter than we've ever, you know, we're smarter than we've ever been. We've been down the road many, many times and we now know what's, we know, I think we can make really educated decisions about the future of Leroy and Lewis. Well, tell me more about that. What do you mean by getting smarter? Like, what have you adapted to in all these times? Well, specifically, I think we'll be able to find more affordable real estate. We'll be able to make better financial decisions in terms of investments. We've also, I mean, there was a time where I met with, hundreds of investors like probably i probably met with a hundred potential investors or like that's a lot or they might not have been investors but they were people that had invested in other things that were that taught me something or that they were it was a, it was a powerful conversation um so i learned a lot from other people specifically people that were maybe successful outside of the barbecue business uh, and had money to put into something that they believed in and they, they thought was going to be a fun venture. But yeah, I think now 
we know what we want and we're not willing to really sacrifice that moving forward. We know that also we're valuable. So, you know, we get a lot of people that come and approach us and are like, we want to open up a Leroy and Lewis in every big city in America. And here we'll give you 49% of the company. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, at one point might've right, been, yeah, good luck, buddy. yeah when, at one point we might've been more gullible, but I think now we really know our value and can negotiate in a different way and really like see the the people that are coming to us that are a good fit i think it's a it's easier to recognize those people now than it was like three years ago don't you think uh it's it's kind of like in the uh in in the the media business i don't know what business i'm in anymore but uh you know a lot of people talk about it's better to own a hundred percent you know, I've, I, it's not like I'm getting offers for people to buy my show, but if I did, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sell this. I'm going to, I'd rather be poor and making this than, than owe anyone anything, you know? Totally. If I want to swear or put down someone or say, yeah. that, you know, back in the day, we have, we have so many people that have quit corporate jobs to, to mm-hmm. cook barbecue that, you know, there, there's so many people that were like, oh yeah, screw, I don't yeah, even know, you gotta X, Y, Z. Yeah, make sure you're keeping everyone happy. Yeah, I, I don't. I want to make sure that you guys are happy. Yeah, that's the only thing that matters to me. If at any point someone was like, "Hey, you know, this bothered me," or "You can't put this," you know, if, if I don't think we've really covered anything too rough, but if at some sure. point you were like, "You know, you need to get that out of here," yeah, uh, I would be like, "Yes, Sawyer, whatever you want." <laughs> you know, like like I I feel yeah. beholden to the barbecue community yeah. more than anyone else in the world. And we're really lucky right now to be our own bosses, and I. There might have been times where times were tough and like I really was looking forward to the next thing and felt motivated to go and find someone to give us a bunch of money and make a deal. And we're still motivated. Don't get me wrong. I think that though we have the tools in our tool belt now to make a fair deal and have learned a lot along the way. So, and also, I mean, I think Austin will be because of COVID we're in a completely different situation than we were five. Like the people that have made it through it, that have some sort of brand and are continuing to build their brand and stay relevant amongst all of the transition are going to come out the other end better. We're going to have more affordable real estate. We, there will definitely be things that continue to pop up that are challenging, but we're also resilient and we've proven to ourselves that we're, what we do is important. There's a very good chance that you're going to have your choice of, Many locations in the next few months. Yep. In, in, you know, it's sad in one way, but it's a beautiful opportunity in another way. Exactly. And you kind of have to see, you can choose to see the glass half full or half empty. And at this point, I'm attempting to see the glass as half full. Well, and most people get into the restaurant industry knowing that it's a challenge. And, and you guys just, you flexed a little harder. You know, you mm-hmm. had a... Yeah, we dreamed really... Uh, also, I think that's another thing that I kind of take for granted is we dream pretty big. You went we, big right from the beginning. Yeah, we went big from the beginning, and that might be a fault of ours, but we also treat this business like it's a restaurant. Like, we don't run this as like a mom-and-pop food truck where sometimes we show up and open and sometimes we don't. Right. We are on a very specific schedule. We have a lot of very specific specific set, like systems that allow us to achieve the success... And also are laying the groundwork for future success. Well, and that's the kind of consistency that, 
you know, all these, the, it's funny because we're, I set up some lights and we're like mm-hmm. surrounded by people right now. <laughs> You're like, what is happening it's over It's like there? <laughs> that consistency is something that all these people expect, but it's not something they consciously see like, hey, those guys are consistent. Yeah. They just, it, it's a normal thing that a restaurant mm-hmm. does. So they, when they see you doing it, they just see it as normal. But like that kind of consistency is, that's. That's days of work, even when you're not open. I mean, totally. if Evan, I think Evan's traveling, right? He's in North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, Evan's in North Carolina. He comes back you know, tomorrow. Shout out to Elliot Moss. Yeah. Buxton Hall Love Barbecue. Five year, five year anniversary? Yeah. Yeah. Love, Love Elliot Moss. Dude. Me too. So cool. Just the coolest. I think he might be the coolest person to barbecue. <laughs> Those pants. It's the, the, the blades. Yeah. Come on. Like, uh, yeah. He has hobbies. I have a cool little interview I did with him that uh, it's like in his office in the basement of Buxton Hall and... Uh, cool. His whole office is just cool. I old heard. I stuff haven't. And, I haven't been able to go, but uh, Nathan and, his, and Evan went, and they loved his it. His whole like dessert, like he doesn't. And, and you know, this is this is not a this is nothing he did wrong, but like this is part of the reason why I love telling these stories because his entire dessert, like his pastry program, yeah, yeah, is just these amazing, amazing women who are doing yeah. things from scratch with local ingredients. So cool. I've also uh, heard all about those Muscadine grapes ladies. and just like so cool. they're hand making every little thing. And t- I got to test Halloween cookies and a hundred other. I mean, they're it's it's like the kind of desserts you can't feel bad about eating because they're so thought out. They're so well made. And that's it's the funny. kind of stuff that like that, that's what when I say like even though there's brick and mortars, I still kind of keep you guys above that because you guys are putting more than just, hey, oh, this brisket looks all right, throw it on the pit. Like, you guys are really putting so much thought into everything on the menu. And, I mean, it, we I mean, we do pay for our commissary kitchen, so I'll say that. We do not make our dessert on the truck. Right, which yeah, is like, that would But be that's actually something that people don't really understand is we pay rent. We pay commercial kitchen rent. So while our commercial kitchen is not here, we pay a lot of money for... Like a commercial, a commercial yeah. So when people come here and they're like, why is it $13 for a barbecue sandwich? And I'm like, well, because it's locally sourced, the highest quality hog thing you can get. And like, and not, and they're like, well, you have no overhead. And I'm like, you know, we pay rent here and we pay yeah. rent at our commercial kitchen. Yeah. So that's something that people don't, we are a restaurant. We just are not all smushed together. Well, and I've said this, I, I am now saying this in almost every episode and I will say it again. Barbecue is the cheapest it will ever be. It's yeah. not getting any cheaper. Yeah. And listen, guys, if it's a problem for you, just don't buy as much. Yeah. But just come out and, and spend the money. Like it's no one puts as much work into their food. Maybe bakers are yeah. close. But like no one Farmers. no one puts two days <laughs> into Farmers growing their vegetables. Right. But but you guys but yeah, are expressing that. Totally. But that's also what I'm thinking, right? It's like if you can spend your money on a like a quarter pound of brisket and then also get a quarter pound of cauliflower and a side of slaw or a side of beets or you know the pork hash and rice or a frito pie or all these things that are equally delicious and have more of a you can have a more well-rounded experience for half the money right so well but i i you know i'm not some crazy skilled chef but i can cook a good steak love steak one of the things i go I come here for I go to barbecue for is because I know how much work goes behind it. Yeah. And I I am willing to do that work on my own, but not all the time. Totally. And so when I eat a piece of brisket, I understand what went into it and I think that that's something that's missing is that yeah. it took 2 days 
to get to your plate. Yeah. Not to mention all the time of ranching and yeah, you know, that's a that's a cow that had to be raised on grass mm-hmm. and you know in Texas it's in in some parts of Texas it's a hundred acres per head. Yeah. To raise cattle, you know, in in yeah. South Dakota or other places it's more like five to ten acres, but yep. it's still it's like when you look at all the stuff that went into it. Yeah, I can grab a steak from the local grocery store, but like when you get barbecue, it's passion. It's people mm-hmm. that are hardworking. It's people that spent so much time putting that yeah. on your plate that you should happily. I, I think that there's a there's a disconnect where you know it's great that we live in this amazing tech city, but a lot of these people have never had you yeah. know they came out of college and they got fifty, seventy, eighty thousand dollar year jobs. They never had to work at a restaurant. They never had that crappy job. Yep. And I'm not saying they should have it, but I'm saying they should be a little more understanding of those who have to create these things for you because it's so much work, because so much goes into the food that comes out of every barbecue joint. And as someone who's from the front of house, you have to kind of balance that, you know, that expectation with how much work, you know, the people that still come even after years of this that say, you can't throw another brisket on real quick so we no, can it's crazy we get that all the time or like people get so pissed that we're when we when we run out of food which we are at a place that there is a late night like scene so we know that that's inherently a part of it right we know that that we know people are going to walk up to the truck and be like what's going on here why yeah. don't you have food you're always the sold lights out. are on people also come up at like 10 in the morning because our sign our clothes sign just says sold out because i thought it'd be cute and funny but now people show up at like nine in the morning. And they're like, "You guys are sold out already!" And I'm like, "No, we haven't even opened yet." Obviously, you didn't take the, like the time yeah. to read the the sign right below this is sold out, like open eleven a.m. But it's it's important to take the time to usher them through the experience and be patient and kind. I also know there's well, I'm pretty patient. Also, this is my life, and yeah. I am pretty intuitive most days. And I want people to be happy. Like, at the end of the day, I want people to be happy. But I can also tell when I'm like, I've been here too much because that, yeah. that I'm starting off my day and the person that's watching, like, over my shoulder, watching me right out the menu is, like, annoying me. I'm like, I, I, need, a, I need a day off. I haven't had one in 200 days, so. <laughs> well, you deserve a break and you deserve, everyone deserves more credit. And I, I, I've tasked myself with giving all of you so much credit for what you're doing and to, to give you as many positive Instagram, YouTube and Thank other social you. media comments, because I mean, you guys have a, you have a great following without me, but it's a, uh, it's, it's so, it's so much fun to see, you know, not only are you guys creating great food, but you're focused on the experience. You're focused totally. on everyone that comes through here to have a good time to, to be, you're, you're smart about what, the customer experience is and that kind of thought is the thing that's gonna you know as soon as you have that brick and mortar as soon as you you lock down a spot yeah you guys are gonna be a rocket ship i hope so and the first place really putting brisket on a plate yeah i mean i hope so and i mean and, and maybe not brisket on a plate maybe we'll be putting beef cheeks on a plate or some unique cuts i know that we want to do some some real whole cow like full Full cow stuff, which I think will be unique at that moment yeah. um, and also align with our brand. But it's also interesting. Like, I think a lot of people in the back of the house that are that they also have the. They are praised and also 
very much rewarded for like putting the love into the food. There's also a lot of front of the house people that I will say right now put up with a lot of shit. You know, oh, they yeah. they don't necessarily get the praise and the attention that they deserve. And I'm not saying me because I'm very lucky to be in the situation that I'm in. But man, working with people every day, especially in this climate, is really challenging. So I want to just shout out to all the people that are working, the essential workers that are out there. Yeah carrying food out to people's cars and gloves and masks and like it's hot and it's hard and um there's just working with people right now is even you you would think that people would be a little bit more compassionate and we're lucky that most people are but there you also one in every 10 people is like you won't wear a mask or yeah you know has some smart aleck thing to say back to you or or just like doesn't tip like it's also we've been doing this contactless payment situation which is also very stressful. <laughs> it's very remarkable because people are, we have a Bluetooth card reader on the table. And so you have to, anytime anyone hands you, the car, hand you, hands you the card, you have to tell them that there's a card reader taped to the table. And then there's a whole back and forth about that. And then you, we are asking everyone if they want to add gratuity. And like, there's the handful of times that people say no. And I mean, I get it. We're at a food truck. People don't understand. But when you're sweating and it's a hundred plus degrees outside and you're having to wear a mask all day, like that's like soul sucking, you yeah. know? So well, tip your tip your people, tip your servers, tip your food truck folks, tip your delivery drivers. My suggestion, I mean, I don't know how, you know, you're the front of the house expert. My suggestion or the thing that I would say, because I've worked a million uh you know, counter jobs is I would just say, do you want to add 15, 20 or 25% gratuity? Yeah. And not really give them the choice of no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I, and you're right. I'm just the kind of person that's like, yeah. I want, you, you want to give them a choice. I want to give them a choice. And most of the time people are very thoughtful, but I've even had yeah. people on that have talked about, you know, when they changed, when they changed just the three buttons from 10, 15, mm-hmm. 20 to 15, 20, 25. That's crazy. Huge, huge difference. Yeah. I think I need to, that's, well, I'm going to take that inspiration into next week. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just know that for every person that's doesn't tip, you know, that's, that's, that's more people that, uh, you know, that are listening to this, that are mm-hmm. inspired, that know that, that they should be doing better. Um, well, and, and I know and that there's it's a lot of times. us, I'm, I think, I'm yeah. always over tipping, especially, I mean, I was over tipping before this, but now I'm just like. I won't even leave the house if I don't have the budget to like yeah. pay 50% almost. And I don't get me wrong. I know it's tough times and everyone deserves to eat. So I'm happy to serve you and make sure that everyone's happy regardless. But it does make you feel good when people want to incentivize the experience. So Yeah. And, and it's, uh, there's lots of countries that don't tip and there's lots of discussions oh, for about sure. it. But, but in the end, I think. Uh, we are here right now. We are yeah. in the U.S. We are in Texas. <laughs> and if you have if you have the ability, it's time to be generous. You know, yeah. it's time to be thankful for all the people that, you know, I, I can't imagine how many things you guys have had to adapt and add and protocols. And, you know, Texas, in Texas, technically, you don't even have to wear gloves in the kitchen. You can just yeah. wash your hands and you're good. Yep. And, you know, the price, I, I was talking to some guys last week. and The, the gloves the price, are so expensive. Yeah, a box of gloves is like $150. Yeah. yeah. We could barely actually that's what's happening right now, which is kind of unpredictable is now we can get hand sanitizer and soap, but we're struggling to get like large XL gloves. And uh, literally Cole went to 
Home Depot yesterday to pick up some like Swiffer wipes and some other cleaning materials. And he was like, oh, I saw XL gloves. And I was like, I'm just going to buy them. And he, and he went and like took like the little bit of cash that I gave him. And he was like, I realized the box of gloves were $20 a piece. I'm like, that's nuts. Yeah. But yeah, that's 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 where we're at now. I should say it was $150 for a case of gloves, not yeah. for but, a box of gloves. But, but $20 for a box of gloves is a lot, even yeah. if like, you know, retail. So, yeah. An I wash my hands a challenges. lot. I I I wash my hands a lot. I I hand sanitize a lot. Well, and it it, it I, I think that there's a, there's a new respect for restaurants because people didn't realize how much work and how many rules you had to follow to begin with. You know, people didn't realize that there were so many totally. rules in kitchens. I used to have a joke when I worked in kitchens. Was like, don't look. You don't want to see what's on the other side of yeah. that door. <laughs> Just, just enjoy the food, have a good time. Like you don't want to know what's happening mm-hmm. back there. Um, and it's funny to see people, people get this outrage about something that has always been a certain way, and yep. they just, it's just new to them. So they think it's this incredible thing, but it's really that's how it's always been, buddy. Sorry. It's also interesting because I work the iPad too, so I have to have one. I usually have one glove on and one glove off, and like you know, cause you have to do both. And if you have like I like our iPad is not super right. sophisticated. Well, and it's been covered in grease a thousand oh, times. Oh, so grease everything on the truck. It's all, that's also something that continues to surprise me is like how grease. Like I literally cleaned this thing from top to bottom yesterday, and how is it covered in grease again? Yeah, that's yeah. that's barbecue life. That's that. Uh, that's like every well, like these microphones, everything, every piece of my equipment. I have like a whole station at my house with Windex and. I have to degrease. Luckily today we just got to talk, so yeah. things didn't get too greasy. <laughs> but going in these pit rooms, my cameras. Oh, for get, sure. I mean, sometimes my phone. Uh, I go to put it on the little magnetic mount in my car, and it just falls down because it's so <laughs> greasy. It yep. doesn't even stick. Oh man, it's uh, that's that's the thing I think about being a, a woman in barbecue is like you have to really be open to getting dirty, just like a different level of dirty. I didn't. I mean, I worked in kitchens. I worked in restaurants for a long time. You just have to be open to just really getting as dirty as you could. Can't imagine. You can't. You just. You can't even imagine. And now I'm just used to it. You know. You have your. You wear your black shorts because you would never. I started off here like wearing white occasionally, or you know, light blue, and now it's just all. I I can only commit to wearing dark colors <laughs> because my clothes will be ruined. It's. It's it's funny. Like I've I've learned so much in the last four years. Barbecue is a beast all on its own, and I I very much respect the guys. But you know. Well, and uh, you know it's not. I don't necessarily uh, like to bring it up all the time, but it, it is a unique thing that you are a woman in barbecue. That you are you know this. You are this this person that's creating. Uh, an amazing experience for people, but also uh, you know in something that. I wouldn't say it's male dominated because there's so much family involved, but there is a, a tendency to see a lot of men mm-hmm. doing this. And do you, do you feel like there is a difference or do you just feel like at this point, you know, you're just another barbecue person? I'm pretty easygoing at this point in some ways. I'm intense in my own ways. Don't get me wrong. I oh, wouldn't I'm sure say you're that I'm just the like, back there. yeah. 
I am also pretty confident in my perspective. I do believe that female perspective in any industry is important. I also see, you know, wonderful people doing wonderful things, you know, in other barbecues. There are women, strong, wonderful matriarchs yep. that are leading the forefront, you know, in Texas barbecue and all over the world. I, what I would like to see more of is just women interacting and like being a, a cog in the wheel and not necessarily having to be the, you know, the wife of the owner or like yeah. the hospitality person. The figurehead. I, yeah. I am excited to see more women working on the pit. I'm excited to see more women engaging in conversation about barbecue. I am excited to see, I mean, w women are the future and I... I'm a strong-willed, passionate woman. I also can put up with a lot of shit, so I'm I'm pretty comfortable in this in this world. But we do have some work to do. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, and I think that uh, the 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 I would call it the entertaining part of of interacting with women in barbecue is that the average woman is generally a little tougher than the guys mm -hmm. is generally a little more determined has had to overcome a little for bit sure. more to and get where they're at and, and that's successful women in general i think that's something that we are taking for granted is we are not just successful in barbecue that's women that are successful in life yeah is and especially in this world which is i will i mean you, you might not want to say it but it's definitely male dominated it's definitely but there's more women than you'd Expect. For sure. Oh, and like I mean, and I have, I, they're I just not getting maybe the attention. Yeah, to. and I love that. Yeah, and um, maybe they're just not getting all yeah. the attention they, that they deserve. They don't necessarily get. They're not the figurehead. They're not the person in all the posts. Sure. They're not the one smoking the cigar or getting the shot of them working yep. the pit. But you're you're in there moving the logs well, around. And, you're and in there. It also just shows you that front of the house and business is also super important. And I and I say this in every new school barbecue university is. You can be the best cook in the world. That doesn't mean your business is going to be successful. You have to have a partner or have a viewpoint or have some sort of asset that like, allows you to think about the business in a way that's important. Like, you can ha make great food, but if you can't sell it or be efficient or staff or... Or if no one knows where your restaurant is. Yeah, you, there's so many other important elements in running a business. And I think that like it's easy to talk about the people that are making great food. It's more complicated to talk about the people that are doing a good job of the other things. And they're not, I mean, at the end of the day, they're not as entertaining. They're not as like glamorous in right. some ways. But there's a lot of women behind the scenes in a lot of these barbecue places that are really successful. That they're the reason that they are successful. Because yeah. they continue to... Make sure that bills are paid and that people are connected and people are happy. Yeah, so. I mean, Valentina's, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Valentina's just featured yeah, a young woman I who love works that. for them. And she's actually, like, working the pits. Yeah. I and saw she's, that today. I, I mean, loved she's it. Like, her, the post is literally flexing at the pits. Yeah, uh, I love that. Shout out to Eliana at yeah, Valentina's Barbecue. totally. Just looks like a boss. Totally. I and I know. It. I've been there enough times to know that's not an easy job. So if you're working the pits at Valentina's, whoever you are, you're I challenge flexing. you to interview her soon. Yeah, well, I, you know, it's a. Uh, it's there's very an familial. About her, so there. it's like it's one of those things where, She'll you know, I don't want to. I don't want to act like I'm chasing. Yeah, totally. You know, I like to, I like to try to look like I have a plan, even even when I'm, I get when that. I'm still chasing yeah. it. I respect that. The embedded barbecue journalist that no, I am. Soon, soon enough, though, yeah. because she deserves. But she deserves the. 
the press, right? Oh, she deserves for sure. and but and and I think but also the ladies that are around Miguel, I mean, you see them, they are strong yeah. women. They are well, and modesty is oh, a, man. a big part of totally. what he's doing. Totally. Yeah, and like but there are other there's also a lot of women around them that are like definitely busting ass to make them successful. Yeah. So Well, th- there is there's definitely a challenge in just generally covering Valentinas mm-hmm. because they are all Oh, yeah, <laughs> it is a family business, right? They are working so hard. They're there all the time. Uh, you know, I've known half a dozen pitmasters who have come and gone from there because I don't know the reasons why, but there's a lot of people that have come through, you know, totally. Uh, they also have a t- lot of people that work there. Oh. We're like, yeah, they have pretty three slim. or four pits going at all times. Yeah. Plus that's they have like a second kitchen and the kitchen that's kind of in the window when you order. Yeah. I mean, they've got, a and they, they on. serve all day and breakfast tacos and their whole situation is just a lot more full yeah. service. It's a lot more like it. It's not, we sold out. It's yeah. It's coming, and and that's so. That's a whole nother challenge on top of. I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm sure when you guys have a brick and mortar, you're going to start talking about multiple shifts and oh, and totally. how to keep the food coming out yep. even more than you already I are. I can't wait. It's going to be. I'm, I look. I'm looking forward to the next challenge. Yeah. and so. sign me up. You know, I'll come work some shifts. Hell yeah, we. I'm, I'm not afraid to 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 get sweaty. We can't wait. Yeah, we, you gotta. I just you open to getting pretty sweaty. I just these bought days. some new non-slip shoes, so I'm nice. ready for those greasy, those yeah, greasy uh, I need some new shoes. box floors. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I uh, actually have been shopping around for new shoes. I like on my break the other day. I was like, my feet hurt so bad. I need to go in because I think I stand weird on the truck. I just like stand in that awkward way that yeah. like parts or of you're my feet. A yeah, more yeah. Or? Parts of my feet get like used more than others in a really strange way. And I almost bought some, like, Dr. Scholl's, like, <laughs> kicks. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't bring myself. I can't bring myself. Well, but you get all those dance go and shoes yeah, for I, cruise. Oh, yeah. And, and I love all those those things. You need, but, like, six pairs to rotate. Yeah, you're out. right. That's. I think I just need multiple pairs to rotate. I think, I think that the restaurant industry, I don't know if this should be a government thing or what, but I think people in the restaurant industry should get free therapy and yeah. that they should get, like, a whole manual on, like, footwear how to choose yes. it, how to, like, rotate it, how to protect, how to, like, stretch your legs. Good health, man. Yeah. Because, like, it's so easy to let your health. I did yoga at home today for, like, an hour and a half because I'm, that's where I'm at. I'm, like, I carry a lot of stress in my shoulders just standing up yeah. all day and, like, running around. So since the beginning of COVID, I've been trying to do some yoga in order to relax and also just literally stretch my body. Yeah. Well, off the air, we'll talk about it. I have, like, yeah. a dozen devices oh, cool. in my house of stretch my neck, <laughs> stretch my back, uh, psoas, and cool. all these different muscle. <laughs> I have, like, a whole, uh, it's literally, like, a pile of things in my house, nice. yoga blocks and all kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. I, I bought some yoga blocks. I'm all about the stretching because I've, I've dealt with, I, I injured myself in, like, high school wrestling, so I've been unwinding all that BS for I'm decades I'm looking forward now. to hearing about it because... Oh, I've got. I'm getting old. I'm. I haven't gotten there yet, but I would love to spend two hours a night stretching every night. I'd oh yeah. Feel like a whole new human being. Yeah. Well, well. So uh, now that it's dark out. Yeah. Uh, it is dark. Luckily, I brought some lighting with me. Thank uh, you. And I think Nathan's still popping is around he here over? somewhere. Yeah, he might be. He had a meeting <laughs> earlier, so uh, he might have gotten home by now. But as as a uh, as a as a powerful uh, woman in barbecue, Ooh. as a as someone who has really you know, created the skills that pay the bills. 
the last question I ask anyone on the show is, you know, what is your suggestion to the barbecue people, the barbecue nerds, the people that, you know, a lot of times it's something necessarily about cooking, but, you know, for you, my question is like, what's your suggestion to someone that wants to create a great front of house experience who wants to surprise people at how, you know, quality their restaurant is to surprise people that even though they're walking up to a truck, they're going to get an experience that's beyond, you know, just, just a normal barbecue joint. I love this question. I think, um, I have, there's two answers to this question. I think the one on like the one thing that's most important is make sure you understand your audience. Make sure that you really understand what demographic you're, you're reaching out to and then be able to adapt accordingly. Um, I think and also just take the hospitality portion of it very seriously. I think especially in the in the the world of Franklin barbecue and I love Stacy and I love, you know, Aaron. Yeah, speaking of a, a lot powerful of people, woman, Stacy. Oh, uh, Stacy's Stacy's my Stacy's my secret idol. She, I also just love her. She's great. An She's also what a what a also badass woman behind the scenes. It's just super modest. Um but you have to like take that part of the business super seriously and also the business part of even more than hospitality i mean that's a huge component but the business is so important making sure you have someone that really understands how a successful business operates and like really how to thrive because once again you can make good food but that doesn't mean you can sell it it doesn't mean you understand like your costs and your labor and um really the nuts and bolts of a successful like operation that can also scale and another, like, I think it's also about investing in the future of your business and knowing that the people that you bring on to be your staff are also in it for the right reasons. They're also super motivated and ambitious, and I'm, I'm just so lucky, right? Like, we have brought in some of the best people that I know, and I, I love them very much. But the future of our business, we're investing in them. So... It's all about your team. I mean, Evan and Brad and Nathan and Lindsay, like they're also like they're also really amazing and wonderful at what they do. But everyone on our team counts. And I want to continue to invest in their future because I know in the long term they're my future. And they are my future success. So Do you feel like it's a an advantage because the average person who comes and works here gets you know, it's not just a job. They're going to get some knowledge. They're going to learn some secrets. They're going to learn some tricks. You feel like that allows you to, to get higher quality people because they Absolutely. know they're going to get better skills? Absolutely. And they get a lot of time with us. They get a lot of one-on-one time with me. They get a lot of one-on-one time with Evan. You know, they spend a lot of one-on-one time with Brad. Like, we are very familial. We spend a lot of quality time together. They, I feel like it's very... Conversation is open. We're very transparent about our business and like our financials and for the same reason. Like I want to make sure that if for some reason I disappeared off the face of the earth, which hopefully I will not, that the business could run without me. Like I don't want to be. Work yourself out of a job. Exactly. I want to make sure that when the time is right, I can snap out of this and Clayton can, can run this without it feeling like it's a big deal. Um, or little Cole. delicious on Instagram. Little, Shout out lo- to yeah, love Clayton. Clayton. Oh, I, yeah, what we have him. Dude. Yeah, love him. He's amazing. You know, and, and for a while, I mean, I thought that I'd be running something else, and he, I was really like 
building him up to do a lot and he's still amazing and now he's also taken on a lot of back of the house stuff too and he's really incredibly well-rounded now so it's great and matt man matt has been with us from the beginning like from close to the beginning and he is just here he opened every day this he opened every day this week while uh evan was gone so we're just so lucky like we but we put what we want into them you know there's a danny meyer quote which is not a barbecue guy but Danny Meyer is Danny Meyer. And a lot of the things that he says very much ring true to what we do. And the more you give, the more you get. And the more we, more time and energy we put into the people that are here for us, the more they're going to give back to us. So. Well, and as a final thought, don't you feel like you you are, you know, because you're you're not choosing five people at a time, you're making more conscious choices of who... You know, I don't know how many people apply to work here, but you know, you're not you're not taking on that many people, yeah. so you're making very strategic choices on who you actually allow to work here. Yeah, I think we have a very specific kind of cultural fit and everyone has to be incredibly ambitious. And we still say no to some people. I would love to be able to hire more people. And you know, we have limitations like any other business, but there's a lot. There, the future is I'm excited. We also, you know, we're also, so if you're out there listening and you want to come spend some time with us, but, you know, you can't commit your life to us, but you want to, you know, just come hang. We also take a lot of stages. We do a bunch of, um, we do our barbecue university. We do some other fun things to get other people involved. And that's also important. And that's another, another way for us to kind of like give back and be influenced and influential and, uh, yeah. like expand the network yeah well Sawyer thank you yeah thanks for having me uh, an amazing conversation uh, a beautiful uh, <laughs> evening spent <laughs> yeah, at no, Cosmic Coffee really nice and uh, just so much so much great stuff that that you've allowed us to download um, this one will definitely be on repeat for a lot of people and uh, and thank you and until yeah, next I'm time I'm very grateful to be able to chat with you yeah yeah, and I'm always I'm always available to chat. So anytime yeah. you want, <laughs> I'm, I'm here a lot. Sorry, like B. I Lewis said. on Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you yeah. so much. And stay tuned for more best barbecue. Good night. Hey, they come in and meet man. Y'all see me eat man. Hit on the meat man. Y'all see me eat man. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle green to show in the hell I'd like to meet him to meet man. Y'all to see me eat